We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? Number one on what's trending, the Chiefs clinch a seventh straight AFC West title. We'll talk more about the significance of that and uh, all the talk, of course, from the offseason. But seven straight AFC West titles, they can be no worse than the three seed now. They could still be the number one. So anywhere between one, two, or three seed, uh, based off of their record, they can't fall below the three seed. The number one seed's still out there if they can win out. And, of course, they need the Bills to drop a game. The most realistic one that everybody's keying in on is two weeks from now, Bills and Bengals go Cincinnati. Yes, I know. Even though we, we, we know Cincinnati's not been a one you want to hear in Kansas City. In that game, you want Cincinnati to be good and play against the Chiefs have to take care of business against Seattle on Saturday uh, and then the following week against the Denver Broncos before wrapping up in January yeah. against the Las Vegas Raiders. Be careful with Cincinnati. Though. They're sitting there with the four losses and the tiebreaker. Like, you you, you yeah, tore oh, your own destiny. Fall, again, they can't you fall back be lower than three. The, yeah, but yeah. They missed the big opportunity with Buffalo uh, had they lost to Miami in this game. But, yeah, seven straight division titles, especially in this era mm-hmm. when you can't do it. And I mentioned the NFC East earlier. Last 17 years, they've had 17 different winners. They'll have 18 different winners. Uh, this season, so it's a remarkable feat to win it seven straight years. And Alex clicks all the hats, so he's now got seven. I don't, you know, AFC I'm not West a hat person. Hat. I, I I barely own hats. I really don't ever wear hats uh, at all. It's never, but I, and I, this just tells you. We'll talk more about this, like how spoiled we are now. Where I used to make sure I would buy an AFC West T-shirt. I don't buy those anymore, man. I, I wait for those AFC Championship shirts. What's I wait the for last those Super Bowl. During I think 2017 years? is the last AFC West title shirt I own. <laughs> That's pretty recent, buddy. I. I mean, it isn't. It isn't, man. It's it six just, years it's, ago. It is like I consider that pretty recent. <laughs> that was when I, we're, we're talking about them winning seven straight. I bought it when they had won two straight. You were in what Boise then? So you're showing, uh, 20, your, showing yeah, your Chiefs man. kingdom out I, there. I, that was the, that was one of the kind of cooler things when you didn't live in like in the town of your teams is when you would rock your your gear and you were proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely made sure. Definitely. Made yeah, sure you're not doing it with as a media guy here in Kansas City. I, mean, I still. It. I mean, I on the show I wear. You guys see it on. Wear Chiefs gear all the time. Well, I'm still wearing a Crown Town for you, 15 you Royals. <laughs> no, that wasn't very long ago, Bink. Based well, on just your, yesterday. Just you know yesterday. That's the Broncos because that's the final I year know. they ever beat the Chiefs, 2015. Number two, it's <laughs> trending local college basketball. KU hammered Indiana. K-State wins over Nebraska. Mm-hmm. MU wins at the buzzer in a great <laughs> game against UCF. And I will say this. I'll bring it up. You should have seen the KU fans. They act like Chiefs fans sometimes. They melt down. They were melting down about Bill Self not having the killer instinct and everything in that game. And then look at what the final score was. Who was doing that? KU fans, man. You mean Twitter was doing Twitter that? Twitter was. Yeah, but that's KU not, fans. not 7% of people or whatever. It's very low percentage. But you see a lot of the same Chiefs t- tweets. We saw some great ones yeah. uh, from uh, people making fun well, of the Vikings. KU's won by f- their last two opponents, Missouri it's ridiculous and Indiana, by are. 50 points combined. I know, but people will yeah. still complain. K- people do, do yeah. complain about a great thing. They do. KU moved up to four in the AP poll just uh, released a few minutes ago, by the way. And, yeah, K-State, uh, nice win at uh, T-Mobile Center. That was They were in Kansas City against uh, Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska. And then, yeah, Missouri on the road. Nice little win for them against UCF. Next up on what's trending, updated MVP odds because we know Patrick Mahomes was incredible yesterday. Kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit initially, I think, because of some of the frustration that the game went to overtime and all that. But he finished the game with 20 straight completions. He had three touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground. And the MVP race has tightened up. Now, he's still not the favorite over at FanDuel. That would belong to Jalen Hurts, who threw a couple picks, but actually did have a a nice day on the ground for Philadelphia. So if you take a look at the updated... uh, season awards for an MVP Patrick Mahomes second best odds sitting at plus 150 Jalen Hurts minus 150 so on Friday 
Mahomes was about plus 200, two to one. Uh, so he's narrowed the gap, at least in the odds market. But I think he's going to have to keep performing like this, Bink, because so much of the narrative has been shifted uh, towards Jalen Hurts. I still like Mahomes. You think about what he's doing, and you look at the advanced numbers, which I don't know people do, the, you know, the inside football and everything. Advanced, it, it's Patrick Mahomes than anybody else. He's going to win in touchdowns, going to win in yards. And again, he's had four seasons now with 35 touchdowns or more. Tying Drew Brees and Peyton Manning their whole career. Mahomes yeah. already has it. And only Aaron Rodgers was six and Tom Brady was six have more 35 touchdown seasons, which Mahomes will wax that Big time. completely wax that record. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll talk more about Mahomes' performance. Also, what Andy Reid had to say about the MVP race. Texas, uh, B. John Robinson declares for the 2023 NFL draft. I, I love B. John Robinson. He's a tremendous player. Saquon Barkley, you want to make the comparison between the two. Saquon's got him by about 12, 13 pounds. He's still, Bijan's still a big back. He's over six foot and 220 pounds. So still a big back. He is a game changer. I would just be cautious of where you draft a running back. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You're Mr. Mock draft guy. And it's like, as talented as he is, what team's going to make the mistake that, and they draft him in the top 15 or the top 10? Somebody will, right? Yeah, someone's going to do it. Uh, inevitably, someone's going to do it. Uh, watch it be the Bears at number two. Why? I'm just kidding. They're not going to do that. Why they're going to go Will Anderson. That? They're going to yeah. go Will why Anderson. Would they, why would they do that? They're going to. How about the How about the Raiders sitting at eleven? Josh Jacobs. No, no, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah, so what yeah. if they go? Uh, if the Raiders, <laughs> if the Raiders draft a running back with their first pick, he's getting. Go, Going right into our conversation about the AFC West dominance there. I mean, that, that's another example of why if they, if they spend their top pick on a running back, then that's such a Raiders pick. And it, it's going to be great news uh, for Chiefs fans. If I that's see him in the 20 did. to 25 range where he's supposed to be taken. Now, whether you do that mm -hmm. at running backs, another question, but well, and I, I don't, very Raider thing to do, isn't it? I'm with you, Jay. I know that you guys were being sarcastic when you were talking about the bears taking him possibly mm -hmm. at two. I mean, if you're really sold on Justin Fields to add another weapon, I don't think but that's necessarily back, the way man. They got like that for sure. No, back. I'm with you. I, I, I'm percent with you. I think on. that when Jay was talking about Saquon Barkley, look at how much it set yeah. the giants back taking him at four. I'm a hundred percent with you, but if you wanted to build a case for the bears, a weapon to go mm. along with Justin Fields. And I'm not even sold on Justin they, Fields. I think most Ohio State quarterbacks are not that good. And it isn't just because I'm a they need the sports they, they, prejudice you have right there they, with the Ohio State quarterbacks. I tried to shield people from this. I didn't say anything saying about that Alex. When, when people went Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, that Justin Fields was sitting there on the board and he's the best of the bunch outside of Trevor Lawrence. He was the best that year in the draft outside of Trevor Lawrence to get. And he's proven that right better than Trey Lance and he's better than Zach Wilson talking about sports bias though I didn't make any sort of big deal about Alex saying a nice little win for Missouri oh I just that, that, that was, was a great buzzer beater I just yeah it's a nice little win on the road a nice little win mm, I see nice little win do you not mm -hmm. think it was a nice little win? I thought it was it a was, nice was, win I didn't think it was a little win sports that are oh, leading it was, it was type a win. nice little win it was a great win it's a nice little win. Why do you have to wear red and blue all the time? I'm wearing a Masters. Uh, well, but it does blue. have red and blue. It predominantly There's, has blue. I mean, it's the Masters logo. I can't help that. That's the logo. I went to KU, and I'm not even wearing any red or blue. This is not a KU shirt. Today. Sure it is. Yeah, it is, is a, a little too much KU. It's a Masters logo. Bankley, a buddy of me. mine went down to the Masters a couple years ago. Uh, it's the same type of pullover that Rob Collins was wearing Friday when he filled in in the 1 o'clock hour. He was wearing a green one, a buddy of his, I think, uh, got one for him. But Rob's good at golf. And Rob yeah. actually went to the Masters. Remember yeah. how he talked about how oh, he got well all of his friends' holiday that gifts? That one I think people will back me up on. Plenty of people have had a friend go to the Masters and, and buy them Masters gear. That is, if you go to the Masters, they have the, the pro shop. They have a FedEx attached to the pro shop for people to ship stuff back home. Why That's do you smart. think that is? It's because a lot of people are buying stuff for other people. So that the fact that people have Masters gears gear that has never gone to the Masters is not that crazy. I have a Masters hat. I'm, I've never been. See? You're wearing it right now. No, I'm wearing a Vans hat. It's a Vans hat. Oh. Skateboarder. Gotcha. I went by there one time during a practice round. Never actually been to the Masters. Okay. Would love to do it. I will say this, though. There's a Waffle House on either side of the highway <laughs> oh on the way into Augusta. It never ends yeah. with the Waffle House. On both house. sides of the highway, there's a Waffle House. Alex, have you ever had Waffle House? Yeah. Have you ever had the Waffle, waffle House? I've never had the Waffle House. I don't know. Why How? is that all that outlandish I, of a statement? Because I think, who hasn't? I haven't. Are you serious? No, I've never had Waffle House. Oh, dude, we got to go. That's, what, right. that's what's GP. trending, but hold on. That's what's trending, but what, what do you mean you haven't been to... 
Waffle House. Well, I guess I can explain it more concisely. I have not gone to a Waffle House and eaten their food. Is that? Was have that you tried clear? their beer? The Waffle House. So you've House? gone there just to not eat. You've no, I've never. There. I've never even been inside of a Waffle House. <laughs> I didn't even know I where mean, a Waffle have, House is. I haven't been to a Waffle House in about a year. But um, I don't think probably you probably went last night or something after the after post game. Oh, I did do it from. Whoa. Have you tried their beer yet? They have a bacon you told infused me about, you red told ale. Me about the beer, yeah. It, it's good. The, you've told me about the beer. Yeah. Well, I just can't believe you haven't had, like who hasn't had the hash browns and waffles from Waffle House. There's this Smothered Waffle House capped. that. It, yeah, it's it's best. There's this one in Paducah, Kentucky, and I always stopped there on the way to Nashville. Yeah, home of the meanest waitress in Kentucky. I mean, she was great. Oh uh, yeah, it's very impressive the way she barks out orders, and the cook would like <laughs> understand what she was saying because it was a lot of wah 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 wah. wah. I'm talking, and they have, a, they have a jukebox inside the Waffle House, and you can actually dance to it. You know, in the the greasy floor, the uh, the gal in the hairnet looking at you, that very sexy hairnet staring at you. I'll accept this. This is my fault, Alex, for the Waffle House tangent there. We're going to go, Jed. I'm going to change your mind on the whole thing. Sounds good. We get done at, what, 155 today? You're going to like the car starts. I'll follow you. There's a great one right up by the airport. I'm not heading all the way up there. Well, that's the one we're going to. Well, (laughs) sounds good. How about you drop it off at me and Lenny's house? Don't forget, I don't have heat in my car, so I'm going to keep That's why I said I'd follow you. I'm not riding in that. (laughs) Too bad we can't have Waffle House beer, though. That'd be perfect. I know. That's what you want. I know. You've told me about something it. sexy about a hairnet, though. What, what about it? What, what about it is sexy, Pink? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. These are the days where you really miss the video stream. Yeah. I, Bink is wearing a hairnet right now. It's kind of oh, weird. God. It's kind of weird. Well, just the reactions that you and I have where we both just keep sitting there and shaking our head and be like, I don't know how to get on the mic after that. Oh, man. All right, let, let's get back to something we mentioned in What's Trending, and that is seven straight AFC West titles, Big. I mean, se- we had looked at what the Patriots have done in the AFCs for all those years and 11 straight, and that was always viewed as something that's not going to be touched. And the rest of the division um, wasn't respected either when you have the correct. Jets and Dolphins. Even the Bills weren't playing good football during that time. And you'd say, yeah. well, the AFC West has more respect I would say that, and look, the AFC West uh, looks like it's going to end up with two playoff teams. The Chargers, after their win against the Titans, have an 80% chance uh, of making the postseason. That was a big win for them over Tennessee. So I think the Chargers actually have a chance to be the six or the five seed. Suddenly, Tennessee's lost four after, straight. After they after still everything. lead their division. Again, the Souths yeah, are struggling. Yeah, and the, the Tennessee and the Jags are going to battle that thing out to the final week of the season, it looks like, for the AFC South. But I, I bring up the Patriots, 11 straight, um, was something that I didn't think anybody could ever touch. And seven and eleven, there's still that's still a lot of work to do. But looking at the current setup in the AFC West, as long as Mahomes and Reed are together, however many more years that's going to happen, as long as Kelsey is playing at a Hall of Fame level, which he continues to do, seven straight thousand yard seasons, why why should I believe that this is not going to continue? Yeah, we're spoiled here, but why should I believe it's not going to continue? The Broncos have a quarterback problem and a contract that is going to screw them over for multiple years ahead. They don't have a long-term head coach option. The Raiders don't have a long-term quarterback. Uh, Their head coach, they can't fire him because they don't have the money to do so. Uh, And the Chargers have the quarterback, but Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. They still can never stay healthy. And Brandon Staley, I don't know if he's the long-term answer there yet. Why why can't the Chiefs run this thing up to 8, 9, or 10 and make it interesting and push for that 11 straight? There was a whole thing coming in this year. I'm like, look at the experience of Andy Reid. He's third all-time in postseason victories. Then you have... Brandon Staley's never been the postseason. Justin McDaniel's never been the postseason. And you look at Nathaniel Hackett. Of course, he's never been the postseason. First-year coaching. So you look at this. Russell was the only one with experience. Nine playoff wins for Russell. Patrick's already at eight, so he's almost going to – he's probably going to pass Russell Wilson now. But you look at this division, you look at the experience, and there's none. But yet people still picked it. So, yes, Kelsey's seven straight 1,000-yard season coincides with the seven straight uh, division victories for the Chiefs. Uh, but, yeah, but you think of the best ever. When you think about coaching wins, it's Belichick, you know, number one coach ever. And you think of Tom Brady, number one quarterback ever. It took that to have the, the you know, the division streak winning streak at 11 games from 09 to 19 that they wanted. But it took the best ever quarterback and the best ever coach. And here's the Chiefs that could be challenging that mark, Reed and Mahomes. You know, put that respect there with the quarterback-coach combination. I, I enjoy this year's maybe more than even last year's just because of what the conversation was. In the, in the offseason, you know, the, the Chiefs were still the favorites to win this division, but they were plus money for those that don't bet. I mean, they, the Chiefs had been, you know, minus 150 favorites 
Uh, many, a couple years during this, this run, the Chiefs were minus 225, huge favorites uh, to win the division. This year, they were, they were around plus 140, I think, something like that, to win the division. But the Chargers were right there. The Broncos were right there. The Raiders were, I think, 7-1 to one to win the division. Uh, this was the year that everybody thought was going to be really tough, that, that we're sitting here on December 19th, and the division is officially locked up. It's really been kind of locked up for four weeks, but it you know, is officially locked up now. This thing is done. Yeah, three-game lead. They, they, yeah, they, like that's insane. They swept the Chargers. After so. All, so that's why this one's a little bit more enjoyable. I, I, I get it as I told you about the whole T-shirt stuff. We're spoiled now. I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy the divisional round T-shirt or division sh- championship T-shirts anymore. That's how spoiled we are. I'm going to save it for hopefully an AFC title t-shirt, hopefully a Super Bowl t-shirt bank. That's where that's the world we're living in this golden era of Super Bowl football. champion t-shirt. That's right. Well, I'll buy the, I'll buy the Super Bowl one and the Super Bowl champion one if they win. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like that's, that's how ridiculous it is. That is, is even, even though that they've won seven straight, I, I think this one is kind of cool because of what everybody nationally thought this division was going to be. I'm with you. The hot takes on the full network and ESPN live. Remember the chargers were the talk of the town. Once again, like they, they always are the off season champions. People always talking the chargers up and the Raiders were the only team in the US to make the postseason. Right. They go get a head coach. They think can do the deal. And Joshua Daniels, Derek Carr was going to prove his worth. You bring in Devontae Adams, which by the way, with Carr, his last year at Fresno state, he had 131 catches and 24 touchdowns. There's obviously chemistry yeah. between the two. And you bring in Chandler Jones and Max Crosby's having a great year. Like you add those things in the Raiders should be better than what they are, but everybody was picking from, well, most people still stayed with the chargers. But there was a lot of man. Look at the Broncos and Russell Wilson and what he's going to bring. And then, oh, by the way, the Raiders had some people too because they did make the postseason last year. But the Chiefs just continue to don't care what you say, and they continue to do. Well, it's the it was, I'm not the, talking the, about what you say. Yeah, no, I, I got like no, I got you. Yeah, like it was, it was the Tyree Kill narrative as well. You know that adds to this. I think what makes it maybe a little sweeter that it wasn't just the competition in the AFC West that was leading people nationally to say that the Chiefs couldn't get it done for a seventh straight year. It was also well. Okay, offensively, you guys are just going to clearly take a step back. Like, I mean, you're not going to have Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill, of course, is having a great season for the Dolphins. But it was the thought that without him, what does that offense look like? Which was a fair question, but just the automatic assumption for, from some nationally bank that, well, offensively, they're, they're going to struggle or at least fall back to, to number 10 and all this. Andy Reid prior to this year, even, going back to the Alex Smith days, his worst offense in Kansas City was like 11th. And so the notion that they were going to still with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey uh, be worse than that even was always laughable. And here we are, we're sitting uh, and heading into week 16 and they have the best offense by far in the NFL and they're winning their seventh straight AFC title. They still have a chance for the number one seed as well. That was the other part. And I even was, I was wrong on this. I will. This, this was one thing that I was even wrong on bank about the division was I thought because of the competition in the division that nobody could get the one seat out of the AFC West for a while because of the competition. I was wrong about that. Now there's, we'll see if they actually get it, but they certainly got a great chance still. If Buffalo slips up once. No, they do. And this offense is not looking back. As you mentioned, they, they're number one in every statistical category. I know people will complain about it, especially on the post game. They'll complain about the offense. My only response is if you watch other teams, like, have you watched other NFL games or do you just watch the Chiefs under a microscope? Because if you watch the rest of the NFL, you realize a lot of people have some issues. The Chiefs do not. But they have to be smarter. Not only do you have to have the best players like they do with Mahomes and the best coach at Andy Reid, but you got to be smarter in the offseason. you got to be smart in the front office, making true trades. And not only that, you know, a trade that no one talks about. I know people like to talk about Orlando Brown and, you know, the Chiefs need to get in their left tack, which, by the way, the, the market's not really good for that position. But they'll go that, and they forget that pick number 58 came for Nick Bolton. Like, they, you do a redraft, he's a first-round pick. Everybody's taking Nick Bolton in the first round. You forget that that pick came over with Orlando Brown, but they just got to be smarter. You know, they go get some pieces like Juju and MVS and say, well, it's not Tyreek Hill, but, you know, as a collective unit, can they get the job done? And to have a better offense now than when they did with the Tyreek Hill is hats off to the Chiefs. Half off to the Chiefs for being smart. You got to be, when you, everybody pays the same amount of money, salary cap's the same, and you're smarter than everybody else, you got to give credit to that. Andy Reid uh, called, called this one a weird game yesterday. I think it was the weirdest. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it was. This was his full answer on it. Listen, I, I, um, it was a weird game. Uh, the thing I was proudest about our guys was they kept playing. <clears throat> they didn't let anything, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't let anything uh, uh, hinder them. Uh, you know, whether it was calls, whether it was uh, fumbles, you know, whatever. They, 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 
They, they kept playing. Um, you heard him mention the calls. We'll get to officiating a little bit later on at, the, at this hour on 1245 or so. But, I mean, they had a season high in, in first downs. Uh, Mahomes was incredible, and we'll talk about him in particular in 10 minutes. They ran the ball five and a half yards per carry, Bink. 500 yards of offense, 6.6 yards of play. The Texans are held to under four. You look at if you're just box scoring it, you're like, what the hell happened? It, Andy's right well, on this one. Like, with all the players the, that were missing. I, I, as I mentioned throughout the show today, I still have my, my same concerns about this team. But just yesterday's game, it, it's weird because of the stats. Like They actually they, they played way better than what what it ended up actually looking like in the fact that an overtime game, and that's what's weird, and it's because it's the Texans and you expect to blow out the Texans. I and I get that, as as did I. I think when we were given our score predictions on on Friday, I want to say I, I thought it was like 35-17 or 34-17, something like that. I can't remember. I was one of those two scores. I, I, I was, like most people, expecting this thing to be uh, pretty much a cakewalk. I think I predicted a 13-point win. I didn't think they'd cover. Okay. But it's still 13, but... Even at 13, are people still happy? I remember the Chiefs beat the Rams by 16. Mm-hmm. Covered the spread, and people still bitched about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they do. Again, we're in spoiled times. Like, I, I think, you know. A little bit like Jayhawk fans, maybe? You see the parallel? I don't at all, no. Yeah, I do. Because for Kansas, you're... is getting to the Final Four bust. And I think for Chiefs fans, well, oh, that's, this let's is... forget about AFC title games. There's a, there's a big parallel between Jayhawk fan and Chiefs fan. Different sometimes. conversation, though. We're, I'm talking about yesterday's game. You're talking about bigger picture stuff. On K, yeah, KU, it is Final well, just, Four just bust every year. For the Chiefs, of every single for the Chiefs game. it's Super Bowl or bust now. Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want to say that's the similar, sure, I'll, I'll, I'm with you there. Like, Final Four or bust, really, championship or bust for KU, and Super Bowl or bust for the Chiefs, I, I think that's the correlation. But an individual game, you're taking, the, like, 7% of people on Twitter as, like, that's the whole entire fan base for for the for the Jayhawks, I think versus, more than I think it's like thirteen percent. Is it up to thirteen, Bank? Know. You getting those stats figured out? I don't know what saying. Bank, I can see the parallel. It seems like both fan bases really like complaining about officials when it's unfounded. So yeah, I'm right yeah, there. And championships, the only thing that matters, which that is the name of the game. So can't blame them there. Look, I I get that, um, but if that's the case, then I guess for three months. On this show, we're not supposed to ever talk about anything. But how many times, though, does Bill Self lose a regular season game? Not talking about, about the national season. Everybody's like, is Bill Self got problems? You're going to fire Bill Self. You have to admit, Nobody's Alex. saying can you, fire no, Bill Self. No, no. Can you fans Stop. get mad at Bill Self? No. Stop. Maybe you don't because you realize the big picture. But you have to admit, you know, a, a loss five years ago in the regular season, people look at it and go, does he still have it? Does he still have it? He's thinking, trust me, KU fans did complain when they lose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Complain because they lost. But people will complain about Andy Reid, too. Find me. Find me. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. all Hold the time. On. I get. I should show you the text uh, line after Chiefs games. I should yeah, show it big. to you. I see, I, have a, I see a text line every day in no, front of me. No, but like during I, the game, the ebbs and flows. Jed sees it. During ebbs and flows, whenever they get down, it's fire everybody to give everybody a raise by the end of the game. Yeah, like, I, tell me what fan base. Like, I'm with you on the bigger picture stuff that we're spoiled here. But what? find me one sports talk show in the country that after their NFL team in their market loses a game or even when they win and it's and there's things that are going on that that nobody's complaining about something that's just isn't that fans Lions fans find, are just me, happy one, with find me one fan streak. base that that doesn't bitch and moan about stuff at times like you're acting like this the Chiefs and Jayhawk fans are unique here yeah, we're spoiled in terms of what the Chiefs have done, but the idea like only Chiefs fans are 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 bitching and moaning after a win, that's just ridiculous. And There's I, probably Patriot fan, fans that bitched about Belichick and Brady during their run. There's probably com- fans that exactly. complained about that. Yeah. I mean, in their defense, they, did, they didn't win they 20 Brady Super Bowls. What's that? I mean, in their defense, they didn't win 20 Super Bowls, like, so it remember, seems founded. Do you remember when the Patriots lost the Chiefs, what, 42-14 to 14, the night before the wild card game in 2014? And everybody's saying Brady's done. He's done. Belichick was even asked about bit, uh, benching him. And that was the on the Cincinnati yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about benching Brady. And what's he done since then? Gone to uh, three Super Bowls, one, two. You know, since the moment, everybody thought he should be benched in 2014. I mean, seriously, that was the common consensus with Patriot fans was the bench Brady. Yeah, I just I think this text probably sums it up pretty well. 913-586-7610. Like, the definition of fandom in a way is like perfection. Like you know, fan is short for fanatics. Nobody says that fans are like reasonable all the time. Nobody's ever said, you know what? Fans are just level headed. Like we're all guilty of this. We've all, we're all fans of a certain, maybe you're not, you, you consider a fan of the chiefs or whatever, but like you've, you've been a fan of a team at some point in your life and you've made rational or irrational. A lot of times opinions or thoughts based off of that in the moment reaction. 
I think everybody recognizes you can enjoy what happened uh, yesterday, which was locking up a seventh straight AFC West title. And you should be happy. That's an incredible accomplishment. You should be happy. But we do know like everybody is not not stupid. They know what the feeling was like heading into the Super Bowl run in 2019 and how you felt about how that team was playing at that given moment, how the defense was trending in the right direction, what was required to go through and win that Super Bowl. And I think some of the concern is some of the things that you felt like you had going that year, like you're, you're not seeing that in that you're, you have a defense maybe that's trending in the wrong direction suddenly. And that's scaring some people off. I think sometimes you take wins for granted, like just to constantly win, win the close games. Like it does matter. Look at the NFL. The NFL is like this. That's Dallas. What they're feeling now playing tough against that's Houston. Just funny. The that's just funny. The Dallas stuff's to the hilarious. Jets. I'm just saying it's the NFL. Weird stuff happens. It does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Eagles, everybody loves the Eagles. They win by five in Chicago. Chicago's the number two team yeah. on the, in the draft right now, and the Texans are number one. So it's a one and two playing close team games against the Chiefs and the Eagles, the two perceived best teams in the NFL, were given all they wanted from the two worst teams in the NFL. Coming up next, something that I think until the end of the game and Andy Reid started talking about it got lost in the shuffle during the win. We'll tell you what that is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And the Chiefs can tie it. Mitch Holtis on the call. Chiefs radio network yesterday. It was a heck of a catch from MVS. It's funny. It's, this is what's crazy. Like for a guy that we know gets criticized and justifiably so because of the drops that he's had throughout his career. Then he makes one, just an incredible great catch. He'll do yesterday. that. Yeah, he'll, do that. he'll make that great catch. He'll was, drop some. And yeah. he'll make that great catch. And like, whoa. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Part of. A fantastic day also for someone that I don't think until after the game maybe got enough attention because of some of the concerns with the penalties, the concerns with the turnovers. That was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, That was an MVP performance yesterday from Patrick Mahomes. 36 to 41, 336, two touchdowns, another one on the ground, no picks most importantly coming off the three interception game. And he finished it with 20 straight completions. That's going to carry over, by the way. Keep an eye on that on Saturday. So that's going to carry over into Saturday's game against the Seahawks. I believe if he gets five or six completions to start the game, he'll break a record. Isn't that right? So he's got a chance. That'll be something to keep an eye on against Seattle. If he can complete his first five or six passes, he can break some some NFL history. And Jared McKinnon will get three of them, and Kelsey will get two of them. I don't care if they have to dump him off a little bit to get to the five or six. Go for it. But as far as MBS, and one thing I'd like to see is, don't forget last year he had the second fastest time. You know, in the next-gen stats, look at like 22 miles an hour in the NFL. And he was number one there for a while. So I think we still have yet to see that. That's the one thing I'm waiting to see, the streaking down, because MVS can do that, and I would like to see it. Especially with everybody getting the intermediate stuff uh, with Juju getting those intermediate catches like that. I want to see the more downfield. Even though he does average 17.1 per reception, I think he can. If gets if Patrick gets the time, you know, in the in the backfield to throw the football, I'd love to see that deep on the MVS. 
that was if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes for the MVP uh, race is what well, that was the type of f- performance that you got to have, I think, down the stretch. Uh, and I know after the game, Mahomes said, you know, he'd rather, of course, win a Super Bowl uh, than, than win the MVP award. He said he's already won an MVP in a Super Bowl and he knows the Super Bowl is a much better feeling to have. That's exactly what you hope to hear uh, from your quarterback. But he uh, has narrowed the gap a little bit back on Jalen Hurts. We mentioned during what's trending. Uh, now Mahomes is plus 150 to win the MVP. Jalen Hurts is minus 150. It was plus 200 in, uh, the uh, the other day. So that that's good. I think it's going to take those type of performances. He, w- he was phenomenal yesterday. I think yesterday, I-, I know some will look at the opponent, and it's the Texans, worst team in football. Yep. Uh, but that game and how it went, considering the penalties, considering the turnovers that were not from him in particular – that, to me, is a really good case for why he's the MVP yesterday. If you watch how the game played out, 20 straight completions, uh, obviously struggling with with some of the poor officiating that was going on there. You're Pacheco coughing up the football, weird fumble by Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, that game actually, to me, was why he's the most valuable player. Take Mahomes out of that game, and how ugly is that suddenly? You can't do that, but if you did do that, <laughs> well, what would the end result be? But... He was just consistent as ever. And I think a lot of times, and keep this in mind too, he was getting hammered. I mean, some of the times he was getting hit, and you're like, man, I hope he gets up after this. He's getting body slammed and everything else. Was doing this consistency and getting hit. And it's got to be a problem. I get it. They're, they're, they're one of the fewest sack teams in the NFL. I think they're really, what, 30th in the NFL and giving up sacks. They just don't give up sacks. But he's always running. He's constantly on the move. Like Mahomes in a clean pocket. Just imagine what he'd do to you. But that's part of his game, getting out of the pocket, make plays. It's amazing he's able to do the things he does. The magician, like, uh, a play that Mahomes has. But the consistency of 20 straight completions is an unbelievable feat, considering he's always got to be cognizant of where the rest is coming from. You know, they're going to be able to hold the line. You know, to do what he does and always worry in the back of your mind about pressure getting to you, unbelievable. Especially, like, when you're throwing to McKinnon, <laughs> that's the guy that usually stays there protects him. Yeah, and these weren't, I mean, these were shorter passes, as you said, but, I mean, when you see, you know, Juju's got, what, 10 catches for 88 yards, Travis Kelsey, of course, another 100-yard day, like, just how efficient they actually were on offense. We went through the numbers and, and where they were at, despite uh, some of some of the other problems with turnovers that they, I mean, this offense was humming yesterday, uh, as they should be uh, against a team like the Texans, so much so that after the game, Andy Reid said this about the chances for Mahomes to win MVP. Pat had another great day, and I mean, you know, if he if he's not the MVP, I'm not sure who is the MVP. I'm, he's phenomenal, so um, love having him on our team. I like the the cam. I hope there's more campaigning from Andy Reid down the stretch for for Patrick Mahomes. It's probably going to take it, and he probably realizes, all right, this thing's going to be close. I need to start campaigning uh, for my guy Patrick Mahomes. But clearly, he's waited till now. He does do it, and this is what coaches do. They do stump for. You know, we, like I said, we see Nick Saban do this a million times. I think we should be in the playoffs or whatever. And you, you stump for your player, but I'm glad to hear him say this about Patrick Mahomes because what he does say carries weight in the NFL. Yeah, and I think the layout for the next three weeks is very similar for, for Mahomes. I mean, we know Jalen Hurts, now it's not doesn't have as much luster around it because the Cowboys lost. Jalen Hurts gets kind of a prime game against the Cowboys next week. And if he looks great against that Cowboys defense, I, I, it's going to be very challenging for Mahomes to win it. You and I are in, on, in agreement on Mahomes should be the MVP. But as I said last week, I think there's a lot of narrative that has to be reversed in order for him to do that. Because if we're just looking at, to me, who's the better quarterback, who's been the better quarterback this year, uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to throw for over 5,000 yards. He's going to have over 40 touchdowns. He's going to, on a division-winning team, he's going to maybe have the one seed. Uh, Jalen Hurts is having an unbelievable season in his own right. Um, but it's not even close statistically. The reason why Jalen Hurts has the edge is because he's new and he's fresh. And there's Mahomes fatigue, I still believe. And the narrative and all the, the, the national media shows last Monday had already made up their mind and switched to, oh, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. And that sticks with the 53 people or whatever uh, that are voting on this. Bacon. So that's the challenge Mahomes has. I think he needs three touchdown, no pick days the rest of the way, maybe even a four touchdown day the rest of the way and hope Jalen Hurts slips up. I, 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 if Jalen Hurts wins out, I, I, I think it's going to be really tough for Mahomes to actually win it, even though he should. It's going to be tough because that record, that one loss sitting there, and yes, Philly could have had it. They should have lost the Colts this year. Would have, could have, should have. But Philadelphia's had some close games. But again, what would you say? All right, you take Mahomes out of the equation, what's the Chiefs record? But then you say, all right, Eagles, if you take out Jalen Hurts and you put Gardner Minshew in there, 
at a quarterback, what's their record? They sitting there with one loss or five losses. So you can make the argument about both of them because that's the way the NFL is. You take out the starter and then what do you have? But that's always one of the arguments people go, well, is it him willing his team to win? I think in Mahomes' case, we think of these late, late game wins. I think, too, one of the things that gets kind of not talked about is what the Chiefs have done against scoring good scoring defenses on the road. Because going to that Denver game, three of the top five scoring defenses in the NFL, meaning fewest points given up, 49ers, Broncos, Buccaneers were all in that top five. Chiefs put 41, 34, mm-hmm. and 44 on them, respectively. 27, if you count the Willie Gay, you take that off. But still, 44, 27, 41. You saw how physical that, that 49ers defense was. And think Mahomes put 44 points on the road against that defense. Like, he, sh- he doesn't care how good your defense is, if you're number one against the pass, whatever. Like, he still puts up the numbers. And I think that's the most impressive thing about him. Even going to that Broncos game, he still put up big numbers. I mean, you're playing a good three, defense. Three picks, unfortunately. But yeah. still, I mean, yeah. we, we, okay, yeah, some of those picks were, we're, were great bank, interceptions, we are, too. We are nitpicking. I'm telling you, he should, be, he should be the MVP. But, but what I'm do you do against great defenses? If, That's the question. Uh, I, he does well. Again, I know somehow seeming like I'm not saying that Mahomes should be the MVP. He, he should be. But if we're talking about a narrow race the way we are with Hurts and Mahomes – Throwing picks, three picks in one game is going to hurt. We, we saw it did. It. In fact, it did hurt him. because. But Jalen throws two com- yesterday, and, and he's still a favorite. Right, because the narrative is completely shifted in his favor. Mm-hmm. It's going to take multiple games of Jalen Hurts doing that, and it's going to take three more of Mahomes being perfect. One way to get people talking about you again if you're Mahomes is, can you break this consecutive completion streak? Like if you, if you want to get people f- talking about you a little bit more again in the MVP race, and we're talking about the, the, the two best quarterbacks in football right now. That's why we people are nitpicking every little stat, every performance, even if it get, is against the Broncos' yeah. defense. And here's the other thing, too, when it comes to Jalen Hurts. He plays with the number two defense in all the NFL. And I've always said this with Mahomes and Allen, yeah. when you make the comparisons – and Buffalo doesn't have the number one defense this year, not even close to it, but usually they do. And Josh Allen has been able to play with the great defense. You give Mahomes a top three defense and see what happens. You see what happens when everything's not on him. But the Eagles, you know, they could win on defense. stats def- would be worse, wouldn't you they say? Could, they could win on defense alone. When you They're say the number two defense they, they, in the NFL. The stats Ma- would Ma- be Mahomes, the Mahomes would have another ring if what you're saying is true. Mahomes would already have another ring. But statistically, you could almost make you, his passing numbers may not be this. He actually might have less passing. Yeah, you could bring that up because his MVP year was a year the yeah. worst defense he, he's played with in Kansas City when he puts up those big numbers. But bottom line is, is Philly win? But my point is, does Philly win because the offense, the offense is good at time, or is it win because that defense is well, the number two defense in the NFL? That defense is much better than the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which they rely more on Patrick Mahomes to win games than Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, I will, this is why we were talking about the 49ers uh, and the Eagles. And, like, who would you rather play right now, the 49ers or the Eagles? And I think the natural assumption is, oh, I'd rather play the 49ers. They have the third-string quarterback. I'm not so sure that's the case. I think the Eagles are more actually being – see, I, I think the Eagles are, are much more reliant on Jalen Hurts than, you know, the 49ers, for example, with Brock Purdy. They so give up less point. than 300 yards a game. That defense could win yeah. games on its, on its own. The 49ers defense. No, the Eagles. I'm, oh, you don't think the 49ers defense can win? Uh, of course the 49ers can. That's what they that's, are. That's exactly that's what they're about. My point being is, like, I think the Eagles, they need in the playoffs Jalen Hurts to go and have a 300-plus yard performance and three touchdowns. The 49ers, Brock Purdy, as long as he doesn't throw a pick, he can throw for 200 yards and two touchdowns, and the, the 49ers win every game. The, the 49ers go to the Super Bowl if they do that. Yeah, he can if throw Brock, 217 Brock, yards and everybody yeah, talks if, about if, him nationally. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, but like... And 100 to Kittle. Whereas like Jalen Hurts has to probably have 300 combined yards of offense by him himself, right? In order for the Eagles to win, which makes him valuable. The, the reason why I bring up the 49ers point is just that's the different style of how these teams are playing. The Chiefs need my, need Patrick Mahomes in order to to win these football games. And so I think they're both... I think it's a very close race for a reason. These points we're making... Uh, on Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. It's the reason why we're talking about it being neck and neck. It's tightened. You need it to tighten up even more so. And I know the odds don't always indicate who wins the MVP race, but it gives you a pretty damn good indication of where perhaps the the, the public perception and therefore the 53 voters, we need to get you an MVP vote, Bink. The 53 voters that, that vote on this MVP, which it's a new format this year, first, second, third place voting, not just not just one and done. I, I just think I would really, really, really like to see what Mahomes could do with Top three so defense. Sam, we've said that for a while. Yeah, I know they're fourteenth right now in total defense. I mean, they yeah. are middle of the pack, like you always wanted. Hey, can you give us a top fifteen defense? Now, scoring defense or not, but the Chiefs are the number fourteen defense in all of football. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, 
All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. Random question of the day brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. We are going to focus in on officiating in the NFL. Let me just ask you, is there, have, you, have you seen a worse crew in the NFL over the last 10 years than Carl Sheffers? No. Sheffers was absolutely horrible, and Hussey gave him a run for his money last night in that uh, Giants game. don't like him game. either. Uh, he was terrible. Two of the worst calls I've ever seen. I know Jed disagrees with this and he thinks that I'm going against my word of not being conspiracy guy because that is not who I am. The reason why I don't think it's conspiracy is because to me there's plenty of information to back it up and that is that Carl Sheffers and his crew flat out suck ass and also think there is something going on a little bit here because the Chiefs were the third least penalized team in football going into yesterday. Seven penalties were called on a 12 play stretch six on one drive. We know that led for the Texans touchdown. The Chiefs this year, uh, 22% of their penalties have occurred in two games, 14% of their season. Two games were officiated by this crew. We go back a couple years ago. We know that Travis Kelsey made the comments in the locker room, basically called him like a footlocker referee or whatever. And since then, he's called 148, I think it is penalties on the Chiefs, which is far more than any other crew. Am I supposed to just believe that that's a, a weird coincidence? It's not a coincidence. He doesn't like he doesn't like Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't like him. I mean, he was basically brought down to the fetal position the last time he was at Arrowhead Stadium. It's not going to get any better for him if the NFL ever sends him here, which I doubt they do, to be honest with you. I think that How can he be allowed to officiate a Chiefs playoff game? Honestly. He shouldn't be allowed to. He shouldn't be allowed to at all. I mean, this is – I'm sure the Chiefs have talked to the NFL office – you know, they weren't happy, and they're, they're never going to criticize the officiating on record. <laughs> but off the record, what you're doing to make it calls to New York on a Monday when you send in film, because all, all teams will send film in to the NFL yeah. and say, look at this, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But they do that. I'm sure the Chiefs have a lot of uh, film going back to New York this week. There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. Let's not forget that that happened this year as well. Yeah, it was bad. But the officiating was terrible last night all the way around. I know that uh, we watch the Chiefs games and what happens, but if you're a Commanders fan, you're absolutely livid at the way that game ended with the Giants because that cost you a game, and it could cost you the postseason. Like, that did matter. NFL, the Chiefs mattered with seating-wise. NFL officiating has been it up for a while, right? Like, we, we, we've known this. That part of it's not that, – that's not new. This was an exceptionally bad weekend for – NFL officiating across the board. The worst one. The, this, that, that's why it stands out. Yes, you have the, the concerns with the Chiefs game, um, but you pointed out Sunday Night Football last night. Uh, there was also in that Raiders-Patriots game, there was another couple instances. We, we understand that they're, well, the Raiders score they're, not they're, robot, yeah. they're not robot officials. There's going to be mistakes made, but boy, oh boy. It's, not, it's, it's hard not to look at some of the decisions, and, and you understand. Like I, I'm not, as I said, a believer that – uh, the NFL rigs games or that they're in it with the sports books to screw people out of money. And that's why certain results go. But do I, do I believe that uh, officiating lends itself to having those conversations? Why? Like, I, I get why people have these thoughts though, because of how bad the officiating has been. I get why people go the conspiracy route of thinking that a particular crew is rigging the game so they can make money at home. I don't think that's, I'm not saying that's what's going on for Carl Jeffers and the crew, I, not the gambling aspect, but the fact that do they call games differently against the Chiefs? Yes, I, I think I think they do. Do I think last night? How do you explain the defensive pass interference in the in the Washington game that wasn't called? And by the way, Jeffers was hanging around the uh, Houston sideline. According, if you oh, listen to the thing this way, he's afraid of the Chiefs coaches because they're going to yell at him. But <laughs> but yes, last night's game. So the final drive where the Commanders, if they, if they score a touchdown, Terry McLaurin looked at the official twice, mm -hmm. and he said he's fine. And then he throws the flag at him before really the play began. And they read, or the commander scored a touchdown. Okay, they called it back. They nullified it. Then on fourth down, it was blatant pass interference, the kind that's just the most ridiculous pass interference I've ever seen. They don't call it. I get it on the Hail Marys. You may be more cautious about that or not. It's kind of the unwritten rule. You let it go. But this wasn't a Hail Mary situation. There's still a minute left in this game. And the commanders were screwed twice. But that was on primetime. That was on full display for people to see how ridiculous the officiating was. Full display. Text line says, how come the officials aren't full-time jobs? I mean, these guys some are making, of them are. Some of, they're make, some of these guys are making like 200, aren't they making like $200,000 yeah, a the, year? Some of the jobs are full-time. I mean, it is true, though. How, if, you're, if you're an NFL, billion-dollar league, billions of dollars, 
How are the officials not required to be full time? The NFL has what twenty four of them that are uh, that are full time refs that they actually hired full time. Why aren't they all? Because most of them were like hockey league, where they're like lawyers and then they're whatever he was and owned his own business. Why can't they all be? Don't you think that would solve some of this? Because they work twenty days a year. Yeah, I mean, a good it, crew who goes yeah. through the playoffs. That'd probably be why. I, I just. I mean, I'd like that gig. I think it should become a full-time job where you're, a lot of these guys are lawyers or whatever in the offseason and all that. I think they should, so it should be a full-time job. You're, you're talking 100% about they what, should what, be. It's it's, billion, I, billions of dollars at stake in the league. And to people's point about the sports betting angle here, like with, with the, the money that's involved in the deals that these leagues now have with sports books. Uh, yeah. I think, I think the integrity slash it, the, the rules should all be trying to be enforced at the best level possible. And you're not doing, you're not saying mistakes aren't going to ever happen but you're not doing your best to make sure that they don't happen if you're not making these officials required to be full-time. How are you not doing your job then? Well, I guess I would ask, what would they be doing it any differently if they were for full-time employees? Like anybody else that, that goes through training protocols. But what would they be doing specifically? What do you mean? What, what, how would that be? I'm not an official, Jed. I don't know what their training looks like. That's, I guess, my point, is that we're all talking about, hypothetically, how, are, how do we know that these 24 officials throughout the league yeah, are, are they the now. best of the best? Years ago. They do it. Here's the, what you do in the offseason. You meet for the rules. You go over new rule changes that happen. You try to get on the same page. It's like the uh, roughing the passer penalties all over the place in the NFL. You get everybody on the same page, and then they, you know, they work out. You know, they'll go. They should go to all OTAs and be there to to explain things to teams why things happen. They do show up in training camps, but it could be a thing where you just go to class from time to time in the offseason and get on the same page with the rules. Well, I'm with both of you in the fact that I think that the officiating sport-wide all sucks. I don't <laughs> think any of them are good. I think that that is the statement that I want to first and foremost make. But to me, I don't think that the referees are done any favors by having instant replay instituted, sure. having all of the rule changes going on, not knowing what the di- you know, like the different variations of the rule are from year to year. I feel like they're put in an impossible situation. Your point, Alex, I get about one specific crew and maybe, maybe <laughs> them looking at a team unfairly, I guess. But to me, I don't, I, it's the, the full-time employee thing. I, what are they going to do? 365, just be grinding through tape and why, stuff like that? Why, I mean, I mean, uh, why, why is it any different than any other full-time? Why can't it not? It, it's a full-time job. They're getting paid a nice salary. Why can't sure. they in the off-season? Of course, I'm not saying they have to work. I think we're exaggerating. They don't work every day. But like, why can't they have in the off-season a normal five-day work week where their well, job is to study? You mentioned it's hard for them to keep track of the rule discrepancies and changes every year. You know how you keep better track of that? Work full-time year-round to make sure your ass knows what the hell's going on. Or have the league not change the rules every year? Well, have continuity well, in what the game Jen, is. In, in in any line of work, do you not think policies and things change on, on a potentially yearly basis? I definitely works? do. I understand that point. Right. But to me, they're not being asked. To, they're, they don't work in a corporate setting. They work in an NFL officiating a fast-moving game. In the offseason, yeah, but yeah, now we're talking about two different things, though. The mistakes of, hey, how do they, how do they not see... Uh, the, the catch and we had to go to replay. Yeah, you're right. That stuff is probably going to be very difficult to correct because it is it moves like that. But when you're mentioning to me that the rules change, so how are they supposed to understand all the rules? Uh, more, you're telling me exactly why they should be full-time officials so they know at least at bare minimum they should know how the rules are supposed to be interpreted. Now the hey they're 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 looking at it in a, in a blink of a second they have to know if if the runner's foot is in bounds or out of bounds. Those type of mistakes there is no getting rid of that entirely because that is extremely difficult. But the actual acknowledgement of the rules and is it in Enforced properly? Are we not enforcing something properly? Like the forward progress, weird uh, way it was allowed to be reviewed and things like that. Like that stuff should be known. But that's been going on for multiple years. It's right. not improving. Right, but that, that's my point. Is like make them full time, Jed. But it, I, I want to see one. I want to see an entire crew of the full time employee referees and see have you come in on a Monday and tell me that those guys are miles better than any refereeing crew in the NFL. I want to see the tangible difference that this would make. Yeah, like obviously they have to go out and do it, but I don't know about you. I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing if 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 we all agree that officiating is not at the level it needs to be, wouldn't shouldn't we be doing everything possible to try to improve it, even if it doesn't mean it's always going to work? I guess we're we're 90% to yeah, the same yeah, point, yeah, yeah. but I guess my point that I'm making is that if these are the 24 best officials and we still agree that the officiating sucks, how is that going to fix it? Making them full-time? 
this goes back to the college level. This goes back to the high school level, all the way up in training programs. Like invest in my, you're a billion dollar league. Invest in your future. Invest in your future at the officiating level as well. And get them all on the same page. Something as silly as roughing the passers is looked upon so differently between each and every refereeing crew that you can't get the same consistency you're looking for. Someone says, do you guys do anything else as a side hustle? So why wouldn't the referees do the same? We're not, we're not part of a billion-dollar industry either. Yeah, making, I mean, also, like, if I was making uh, as much as some of the referees apparently make, I probably wouldn't do stuff on the side. <laughs> I probably would do it just solely full-time. But, yeah, I don't, I think, I, don't, I, you, I, don't, I don't think everybody's doing side hustles. No, you can. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, Tommy Townsend just tweeted. Oh, okay. And? He what, said, the uh, for the Pro Bowl, he said Coach Reed now? preaches this all the time. Don't listen to people outside of the building. They have no idea what they're talking about. Back to work Ooh. this week preparing for Seattle. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, so he's uh, – Well, I wonder if he's referencing a certain comment from a former Chiefs player. He might be. It's outside Which, noise. Any outside noise is outside you, noise. If he's probably mean, talking about the officials. <laughs> we will get back to uh, the comments from Dustin Colquitt this morning. He was on with Fesco in the morning, and Colquitt was trying to seemingly uh, take some of the blame away off of Harrison Butker, put some of the blame on Tommy Townsend. I'm not even saying it's inaccurate, but that makes you wonder if that's exactly what that tweet was in, in reference well, it's, to. It's, we always look just the kicker, but the snap, the hold, I mean, there's, there's a three-part process to the field goal kicks. And oftentimes we just want to blame the kicker on that, but you have to look at the, at the hold, at the snap. There's a lot of things that go into the equation. But yes, we expect kickers to make kicks. And actually at the pro level, it should all be proficient. Coming up next, it's the best signing from the offseason, at least according to Bink. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 